And we're live. Hey, folks, welcome back to the Fireside Freedom Podcast. Tonight I've got with me Brian, Amy, and Tim, and we're chatting about how to narrow your focus because we've all got 10 million ideas, at least if you're watching or <laughs> yeah. listening to us, you've got all the ideas because you're only watching us if you actually do shit. And sometimes it's hard to actually figure out what you want to do. And that's what we're all going to talk about tonight. So in the spirit of that, I wanted to ask everybody, what have you been doing lately to create more freedom in your life? Since we are the Fireside Freedom Podcast. Um, if y'all want to think about that a little bit, I'll go first. I'm actually, my day job is construction. I haven't figured out how to make a living off this podcast yet. So in construction, I've been striking up a deal to uh, with a local shed company to build their steel carports. So that's kind of been a new thing that, that I'm working on, adding that in as a new service to create more freedom in my life, a little more resiliency. So I'm not just a one product guy. Um, that's what I've been working on lately. Just go around the circle. How about you, Brian? Oh, well, um, podcast got it started a couple weeks in now, doing daily, every day, pounding it out, not missing, just pounding it and going for it. Um, interview on Saturday with Tim was fantastic. So just kind of growing that audience and spreading the the message of uh, self-reliance and freedom and whatnot and working on a business idea. So when we hit the road, um, I'm going to initially probably get a remote job, but uh, transition and do some stuff for myself on the, on the road. Awesome. Amy, let's go to you. You skipped him. You don't know how to go in a circle. <laughs> Going in a circle, it don't matter. No, no, go left to right, right to left. So oh, I, I think what we've really been focusing on here is uh, you're spending time on social media or I was going to say watch the news, but we don't watch the news. There's so much stuff going on in the world right now. You know, there, there's so much stuff out there. And I think what we've really been focusing on is trying to figure out what we can control, you know, because it's so easy to get sucked into the drama and the anger and all of that stuff and just go off on tangents. And there's so much of it, you know, it it either isn't going to affect us. It's just some headline they're throwing out there or it's, you know, we don't have any control over it. So I think remembering what you have control over is, you know, it, it keeps you focused where it needs to be. You're not wasting time filling your brain with stuff that doesn't matter. So that's kind of what we have been focusing on. Awesome. What's going on? Damn. Is there is there shit going on? I, I mean, I heard there were a couple things going on. I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Funny how that is. Yeah. So I um, let's see. I got a I got a new inverter for my solar power system this week. I mine went on the fritz about six weeks ago, and I've been fighting with Amazon to get a replacement for this long. They shipped one out. Said they couldn't ship it to me. So I don't know what the hell happened there. So I got a new one. Anyway, so now it's finally here. It's hooked up. I've got the snow off my solar panels. My batteries are still working. And I guess for us, Becky and I are uh, scheming and scamming and trying to figure out what our next business venture is going to be. Uh, we're, you know, she wants to, we, 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 there's not a day goes by that we don't plan something else. You know, whether it comes to fruition or not, we're always talking, but um, expanding her daycare for sure. 
and we are working on a deal to get our first three rental units, two houses with three total units in it for a price we can't turn down. So if we can make it work, building the empire, baby. We'll see. That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay, I don't I don't want to turn this into a side hustle chat because Brian's got that coming up next week. We're gonna have an awesome chat on that one. But a lot of when we think about, you know, we've got all the ideas and trying to build something to give ourselves more freedom, it kind of comes in the form or it starts out as side hustles. So I want to kind of talk about some of the things that or like how many different ventures we've all had our fingers in over the years. Like how many different cookie jars can you get your hands in? How many things have you tried in? <laughs> right. And kind of how you decided which thing to choose or which thing to go after in that moment. Um, Brian, let's start with you. Just go around the horn again. Oh, how long are we talking? Like, since the <laughs> hey, go for like it. I'm Take 42 all the time years old. I got my first little side hustle when I was seven. So, I mean, really? <laughs> Hundreds? How many <laughs> ideas? I mean, ideas, probably thousands. Um, I've probably tried to make money different ways. Oh, got it. It's probably over a hundred in my life. Um, I'm constantly doing all sorts of little things. Um, that's kind of my deal. I spread it all out. I don't try to, I don't try to put all my eggs in one basket. So to say like, um, a quarter income here, a quarter income there, uh, you know, a little bit here, a little bit there. So if one goes away, they kind of, you know, just, absorb each other. So I'm always kind of shuffling and seeing what's working and adjusting and, and, you know, going with the flow. Awesome. Tim. Yeah. I, for me, I always talk about the spaghetti method, but when I first decided that I wanted to, you know, not work for anybody other than myself, I just kind of threw everything at the wall to see what stuck. And I went from there, you know, but for me, I was more, I'll do whatever the hell I can to make money. So I just went out there. I, for me, in my town, Facebook worked great. So I just started grabbing everything that I could do. Any, you know, just grunt labor that somebody needed help with, I just took the job and I worked on it. And yeah, it was, so I, yeah, that's where I would go. I would end up, I, I tried, all, I mean, I tried everything. I don't know, like uh, a guy asked me if I could detail his car. Sure. Why not? You know, I uh, want a guy wanted to know if we could make him some meals. Yeah. Yeah. We can do that. Will you do my laundry? You're going to pay me. Yeah, we'll do that. And then the things that made, yeah, exactly. And I just, I worked my way through it and, you know, I started broad and I've narrowed down because I found my, you know, four or five things that are quite financially advantageous to us. And I focus on those, you know, and I just got thinking back to your question about what, um, what a person does or has, has done for freedom, but I turned some work down today. I've been working or this month, but I've been working at expanding my property management, um, I guess area that I cover. And they, they called me with a property that was way outside of my range. And I, I turned it down and I wouldn't have done that even a year ago, but it's just too much. So yeah. Anyway, there it is. Amy? I think, you know, I don't have enough fingers and toes or anything to count, you know, <laughs> the ideas. And I'm sure that's true of all of you. But I mean, I remember being a little kid and we lived out in the country and 
my sister and I would make posters, you know, we'd like draw these posters and we'd say we were having an art sale and we would sit at the end of our very long driveway and we'd have a little sign that said art sale, 25 cents, you know, for, and people would slow down because they think it was a garage sale, right? But it wasn't a garage sale. And then they get really mad because we were just some kids trying to sell little, you know, pictures we'd made, but um, it, it, it's crazy. There's so many ideas. And I guess what I have found is that sometimes the ideas that you're most interested in or that are going to work best for you are not the ideas that work for other people. Like you have to find that balance of here's the thing I want to do. And this is actually something that is marketable to other people and it's something they need. So I guess for me, that has been, you know, a lesson you've had to learn. It's, it's kind of a balance. So. Yeah. And yeah, I think the, I think the point that I wanted to get here is not necessarily how many I've done 57 different things, but we've all had our hands in a, a dozen or more cookie jars at the same time. So there's no end mm. to what you can do. I mean, it, it's, it comes down to what do you want to do at the time? And I know for myself, you know, I, I grew up, my dad was in construction. So I learned a lot of different skills within that. And I could, I could take that, you know, go to the neighbors and, and do some repairs and I could, I could go down the street and build a guy, a barn, whatever that, whatever that was. So it kind of turned into, I'm in the same boat as Tim being a handyman. You know, you just, you just start throwing things at the wall and see what sticks and see what people will give you that money for. And I mean, we've all, <laughs> we've done dozens of different things and, and uh, uh, it's hard to sometimes figure out where you want to go with it unless you have a process or, or kind of a method of, you know, I've got a dozen ideas and, and what do I do? So how do y'all, when you have all those ideas, like if, if you're at the point of say you've lost your job or you're moving to a new area, you know, Brian, you're going on the road. So you're kind of going through some of this right now. Like what's my focus going to be in, you know, bringing in an income and you've kind of got some of that figured out, but what's your process for narrowing that down? What you want to do the next thing? Let's go in reverse order this time, Amy. <laughs> I mean, I can I, go. I, 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 oh, I, I'll let you go then. <laughs> I got it. Um, so you're framing it in the, in the text of like, like a side hustle and, and, um, I use the same process across the board. Um, yeah. You know, whether it's homesteading. Or, yeah. Or you know, when I move to the homestead, like I don't do anything half-assed usually. Like I have a Bible. I, it's kind of packed away right now cause I'm not putting a whole lot into it, but, um, any idea I come up with. So when we decided to move to the homestead, uh, it was, it was probably a year before we actually found a property and bought it. So in that whole year, it was every day I was researching different stuff that I want that I possibly wanted to do. And I had a notebook and it just went in the notebook and piles and piles and piles and piles. So the day we got here, I had information overload. Like I could have, you know, I had the information to do whatever I wanted. So I sat back and looked at where I wanted to get to eventually and I looked at my list and and connected the dots from where I was at zero and where I wanted to be. And I took into account all the infrastructure on the property, um, how much time I had, how much money I had to put into it, what materials I had to get. And I took a progression of those projects from 
small to large from maybe a quick win to something that could generate a little income that could go back into the projects. And I just made a logical order. And I do that with side hustles too. I evaluate how much time and energy do I have to put into it? What am I going to get out of it? Whether it's enjoyment or money and do a cost benefit analysis of each one and whichever one makes the most sense is the one I go towards. Mm-hmm. That's a great answer. Go ahead, Tim. Uh, yeah. I, for me, I, when it comes down to it, I think I'm a little bit like Brian in this sense too, but I can't be bored when I, and I, when I get into something and if I've done it for too long and it's become too repetitive, I can't say that for everything because I, I could go out and blow snow all day, every day for the next hundred years and wouldn't get bored of it. But if I do get bored of something like, like a new skill or a new type of side hustle, I, I can't do it. It doesn't matter within reason how good the money is. I just, I'm not challenged. It drives me crazy. I got to find something to kind of change it up. And I, I think that's why I love the handyman approach, you know, because if your focus is over here and you're not real happy with it, you just kind of pivot a little bit and you can always find something new to try. And sometimes when you try something new, you fall flat on your face and then sometimes you don't. And, and it works that way on the homestead. It works that way with preparedness, you know, whatever the hobby or interest or whatever I happen to be into, that's where it goes. I just, I get, you know, I'll get focused on it. And then I get kind of, if, if I end up getting a little bit bored, then it's time to change just a little bit, you know, and it doesn't have to be much. Sometimes it could be like just a new skill within that frame. I know I've told the story a hundred times, but the, the vinyl siding last summer, like that got my brain just excited, you know, in that, cause I was getting kind of tired of that kind of stuff, like the handyman, building stuff it just wasn't it's it's not my shtick even though it might sound like it is like i would literally rather haul garbage than build something sometimes because that's just how i am i don't know why but you know the the vinyl siding thing got my brain working again i'm like oh this is great right so yeah i have to sometimes i have to change things up and it doesn't have to be a lot but it needs to be something in order to to keep me going i guess i think the issue for me is that um because I always have so many ideas, it's trying to figure out how to narrow that down. And I think for me, and it, it took me till I was 40 to figure this out. So, you know, with maturity, you know, you kind of figure this out, but um, you know, Brian was talking about, he doesn't half-ass anything. And I think my problem was I figured out I was half-assing a lot of things. You know, I had, you know, for a while I had, I don't know how many websites because I was trying to like divide all these different things in my life, homesteading, homeschooling, firearms like all these different things and so i had all these different websites and then i had to come up with content for all these different websites and i was like oh it's great i got all these things but really i was half-assing every single thing that i was doing because there was too much stuff yeah it was just it was crazy and so for me now when i look at here's this thing i want to take on do i want to take it on because do i have the time do i have the mental space do it will mm-hmm. it make me happy or is it just one more thing i'm adding on my plate that is going to make everything else I'm already doing not as productive and I won't do it as well. So do you hit that tipping point where you're like, you know, everything's going great. You feel really good. You're like, ah, I'm kicking ass and taking names. And then all of a sudden you take on one more thing and it all fucking falls apart. Right. You're like, I'm burnt. That's it. 
you know? So yeah, I, I get you, Amy. I do. <laughs> to speak, to speak to Tim's point uh, about getting bored and I build that into my shit. Like I build into the skills I learned that I'm going to get bored with it. So um, there's like an, an apex. And then if I want to continue to do it, it kind of tapers off a little bit and something comes in on top of it. Mm-hmm. And I ramp that up and then whatever I want to keep kind of, kind of mellows out a little bit. And then they just start stacking on top of each other and whatever is the most beneficial just kind of keeps going. And then mm-hmm. sometimes they come back. Hey, eh? it's like, Oh, <laughs> been two three years haven't done that and then all of a sudden it's like oh here we are we're at this level let's go up to this level now you know and then yeah it's weird but yep yeah my brain's going in like 12 different directions at any one time (laughs) Um, it drives my wife crazy like i could have four conversations with her within like five minutes and she's like what the hell are you talking about i'm like you know (laughs) what i was talking about earlier like three hours ago and then you know what i told you 45 minutes ago that's the other thing what you've got one of those spaghetti brains where everything is kind of all intertwined and it's kind of interesting how i'm i'm a little more compartmentalized like i i got a box for this i got a box for that and a box for this and like i can operate in this box and if i try to get my hand over in this one while i'm focused on this thing you, you know everything just like tim was saying it just it falls apart and so I, uh, I think, you know, everybody operates a little bit differently in that. And we were talking about how to kind of, you know, the process of elimination, getting down to that thing. And I'm a list guy. I don't know about y'all. So like <laughs> <laughs> kind of what Brian was saying earlier, taking, doing a cost benefit analysis of things, but like, I'll, I'll take, you know, if I'm considering four or five different, um, you know, monetization things on the homestead or, or even tests that I want to get done around the farm or something in construction that I want to add in. If I've got a lot of different options, you know, list it out in, in order of importance. Like what am I most excited about? And then what, what are the potential opportunities? And, and each different, each list is going to be a little bit different. And then, you know, you can weigh it back and forth and whatever, comes out on top is the, is the thing that you go with. And sometimes, you know, the wrong thing comes out on top and you're like, just scrap that paper and throw it away. I want to go with this anyway, because that's what I'm most excited about. That's what I feel like doing. My track is full have... of those, man. <laughs> right? Just start over and go again. Like, that shouldn't have even done that. Just adjust this. I mean, the CDC does it. Why can't I? Right? Exactly. Exactly. So, what what kind of things did y'all take into consideration, you know, when you were going into a new venture, considering all your different either homestead ideas or your websites, like what you wanted to focus on, or Tim in your handyman business, you've got a thousand different things that you could go into. Like when y'all were doing that process of elimination, what what kind of factors did did y'all go into to break that down and to, to find the one thing to focus on for now. Um, I think for me, what really helps is having somebody else to talk to Mm. because for me, like here on the homestead, I'm the dreamer. Like I can see what it's going to be. Right. But I do, I never think of the steps to get there. So I will have this little great conversation with my husband and he'll be like, Oh, that's a great idea. But 
here's all the different steps that it's going to take to get there. And so, yeah, it, uh, having somebody who is going to support you and going to encourage you and not just knock you down and say, well, that's dumb, but is going to talk you through those steps be like, did you think of this? And what about this? And for me, that has been the most helpful thing is having somebody else to bounce ideas off of and help to make that list. Awesome. I can give you a kind of a, a real time scenario that's kind of playing around with me in the last little while, but it, it's regarding my channel, my YouTube channel, right? We So we had a conversation, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago, maybe remember we first started talking about live streaming, Amy, you, you fucking ruined it for me. It's okay though. <laughs> But uh, so we, <laughs> this, this is how, this, I'm this, sorry. No, it, it, this is good, but this is how I work my way through from here to there. And I can kind of, you know, so the first time I hear something, I'm like, nah, that's total bullshit. No, I, I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm, but I'm in my mind, I'm already like, yeah, I, I know where I'm heading with this. So anyway, you know, just my YouTube channel is a little bit all over the place, which is, it's okay. But if I really want it to be big, it can't be all over the place as much as I want it to be. You know, if I want it to be a significant portion of my income and if I want to follow my goals for 2022, I need to figure that out. So anyway, we talked and I love to live stream and I love to podcast and I'm not going to give that up because that's part of my expanding and building my brand and all of that. However, I am pretty sure that the all overness of my YouTube channel has hurt that a little bit in the metrics because I'm a numbers guy and I watch that, right? So after that conversation, it's been up here like this in the background, beating around in my brain. And I don't even talk about it or anything. It just works its way around in my brain. And then today I took Becky to the grocery store and I sat in the parking lot and I watched videos for like, 45 minutes on should I split my YouTube channel into two channels because that is how my brain works. And then I kept going and I kept going and it's just beating around. And then when I picked Becky up for supper tonight, I looked at her and I said, honey, I think I'm going to split my YouTube channel into two sections. And she's like, okay. <laughs> and I, I talk it all out with her and she, she doesn't care. She loves it. Right. But she, I just explain it all to her because that's my way of working my way through a change that I need to do, you know, and sometimes it could be a day. Sometimes it can be a month, but a lot of times it's subconscious just beating around in the back of my brain. And that's how I process things. And then all of a sudden there it is. And I'm like, okay, let's work through it and figure this out. So, yeah. Brian was laughing and smiling about that. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm going through the same thing, Tim. <laughs> we got all sorts of mess going on here. I mean, we started with the Homestead website and YouTube and everything. And then we got these goofy bastard dogs that um, she started taking pictures of and people liked it. And she started taking videos of. So that kind of overtook the Homestead channel. Um, homestead channel that we weren't really posting anything to anyway um but now i got this thing going on like my podcast and uh some review videos and stuff like that i don't know what direction to go with it i mean i'm just as confused as everybody else and uh you know do i split it off because the big thing is she has quite a following with the dogs i'm gonna say something that's gonna get my ass in trouble like 
So, like, I think I got to go like this, too, just for my shit, just because of who I am. And I'm going to say what I'm going to say. And at some point, they're going to be like, so I've been going through that myself. And I kind of want to make that decision sooner rather than later. And that's a that's one of the big points you got to consider when you're making when you're going and making these decisions is not just this YouTube decision, but like the decisions when you start moving forward with an idea is give yourself a, a time to work on it and be reasonable enough to you know have a little failure, but have some time where you're going to sit down and go, should I keep going or is this do i have to change or do i have to cut it off or do i have to go to a different direction or reevaluate so yeah like you brought that up and i was just like yeah this is kind of turning into my head but it's got to be an early decision before i just get a shitload of content and then i gotta just change lanes and go somewhere else and start again but you always can i, I don't want to jump back in there but don't feel like you're stuck i mean geez my channel has completely changed three to four times, you know, and it doesn't mean it's easy, but you can still do it. Like, don't oh. feel like whatever decision you make right now is the one you got to stick with for the next 12 years. But, oh, no, no. Exactly. Yeah. I'm very fluid in everything. Like that comes with the boredom thing. You just got to be ready to. <laughs> yeah. And John over in the chat said, do it all. Find out what you're good at and like doing and what's profitable. And I think, you know, you talk couple of y'all about your youtube channels that kind of plays into that when you're starting out you're not sure exactly what you want to focus on and so you, you just start doing stuff and see what kind of grows and if it's something that you're into then then just keep going with that um i was talking with my wife the other night and I, I feel like I often operate in the i don't know if y'all are familiar with the i think it's called the eisenhower matrix the urgent important not urgent, not important, all of that. I often operate in the urgent important and that ends up being what, or yeah, urgent important ends up being what makes a lot of my decisions for me. And I'm trying to get to the place where it's important and not urgent, like get ahead of, get ahead of the ball before you feel like, you know, you're, you're getting run over with things. And so some of the factors that you take into consideration are like, for me, often it, comes down to the money <laughs> like what can we do to move ahead well what's the cheapest because you know we've got all kinds of things that we, we've got to divide that in between and just moving ahead a little bit at a time do what you can with what you've got chicken hawk over on the youtube i just do whatever and decided people can like it or not but i know it'll keep me from getting big and i'm okay with that most of my views are not subscribers yeah, so yeah hey, you, were, you were mentioning the matrix, the urgent, important um, four quadrants. Yep. Uh, when I worked for that startup, um, huge, big commercial startup, and uh, we, were, we were installing uh, a big automated system, uh, all the engineers, we were up, well, I was an operator um, on and a liaison with the engineers, and we were up in this control room, which was like a big glass fishbowl that overlooked the whole factory and all those engineers had whiteboard markers with that matrix on the windows, all over the windows. And so <laughs> when they were doing their uh, punch lists in the morning and the afternoon and what needed to get done, cause this was like a huge project. 
everything was going on those matrixes and you would sit there and watch it and they had different colored markers and yeah it was like uh what's that movie uh, a beautiful mind yeah i was like in the fishbowl watching this shit go on and <laughs> you said that matrix and i was like oh god <laughs> <laughs> hey it, it's useful but it can also be overwhelming too a little intimidating because everything goes in the wrong box and you're trying to get out of your head and it, it just it screws with your mind a little bit <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah. If you do an honest evaluation, you're just like, sometimes you're really surprised where things land. Yeah, exactly. So I was listening to a podcast today. I don't know. Are y'all familiar with Donald Miller? He was he was being interviewed over on. Uh, I don't remember what the podcast was, but he, he was talking about life purpose. And I, I think oftentimes, at least for me anyway, the things that I want to do, I try to tie them back into my life purpose because it's all about your story and, and what you want your life to be like, you know, the legacy you want to leave behind. So what I often try to do is think 5, 10, 20 years down the road, what what's going to be the, um, the thing that moves me closer to the story I want people to remember about me? How about you guys? Like what, what does do y'all take into account how you want to be remembered or, or what you feel your purpose is or, or any of those things like finding your why does that play a part into your homesteading and your business and work? I think I've always felt like, uh, like a natural born teacher, I guess, you know, like I feel like I, I want to do stuff and then I want to teach people how to do it. And I want to do it in a way that, it's relatable to them. It's not like top down. It's like, I'm here with you and I'm doing this and I'm learning it and I screw up and I tell you that too. And, and I think in anything that I've ever taken on, it's, that's kind of been my purpose. And that's kind of what I go back to is, and then I hear back from people like it's, it's so easy to listen to you because you just tell it like it is. And you're such a great teacher. And I learned how to do this from listening to you. So that always makes me feel really good. So that must be my purpose. I don't know. You know, it's it's funny because, to be honest, it, I don't I don't know if you hit a certain age is when you really start, <clears throat> excuse me, thinking about that purpose and how you're remembered or whatever. But I'm not saying I didn't worry about it before. But you know, when I was 30, it was kind of like, it just it wasn't that big of a deal. And now I'm 40, and I think about it a lot. You know, and I I, I don't I'm not sure who mentioned this to me the other day, but they said, you know, they looked at their YouTube channel and the content they've created as one of the legacies that's going to be left behind. And it might've been James over on PBN. I can't remember for short, but I got thinking, I'm like, geez, like, because, you know, I remember my, when my grandmother passed away, my dad's mother, she died in 1990. And of course, you know, we didn't really have any video of her or anything. And we found a, an audio cassette of hers years later in a box and it was like a two minute recording of her talking and it was so neat to hear her voice you know and i thought geez we got all of the like you know i mean not that i'm saying something's going to happen to me tomorrow but if something did i mean there's literally probably a couple thousand hours of my video on there that if nothing else my kids have that you know and your great 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 grandkids have that yeah like people you'll never know it's always there right and that never existed I mean, yeah, we had the written form in books and whatever, but to actually be able to see the person's personality and, and our, you know, my ugly face and the whole works, it's like, it's there, right? You know, but seriously, like, I, I know I kid, but it's cool. Like that to me is a neat thing. And 
I, I hadn't thought of it before, but it is, it's, it's, it's pretty special. And it, it's, I don't know, it's just like a living, uh, it gives you a chance to get all of that internal knowledge out there and, and leave it, you know, like, what did they say? Um, the first time you die is when you die. And then the second time you die is when the last person who knew you dies, you know, and, but now it's like, oh, all that stuff can kind of sit around and still be there. And, and I'm not saying that this is going to be my legacy. I'm just saying it's probably going to be a part of it. You know, everything that we talk about, everything that we learn, you know, they can see my struggles and failures and hopefully somebody else can be like, oh yeah. Okay. I mean, you know, maybe the way they do solar power in the future might not be that, but you know, somebody can still watch my video on how to restore a cast iron frying pan. And cause I'm sure there'll still be a thing in a hundred years or 300 years, you know, but it's, that, that's a part of it for sure. Oh man, I got a lot now. I mean, she started it off and then, yeah. Um, Tim, uh, I don't care how they're doing solar in a hundred years because I still watch about shit that they were doing in the thirties. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I think that's the coolest shit in the world is learning how the shit used to be because I know how it works now and putting those two together. That's like watching shit about Tesla is. Yep, you're right. Um, yeah, that dude was on point. But anyway, um, Amy talked about um, teaching. Um, I don't know necessarily teaching more than just putting my 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 information out there like what I've experienced, take it or leave it. Um, this is, this is what, how it happened. Like, this is my life. Uh, and then Tim was saying, uh, that he didn't used to think about his purpose and his legacy and whatnot. And he started to uh, into his forties. I was kind of the exact opposite. Like I used to be really worried about where I was going to get in life and what I was going to accomplish and Oh, um, am I going to, what am I going to achieve? Like these high standards, um, that are kind of built into you through society tells you that you got to get the job and go up the ladder. You got to own your business and make a billion dollars or whatever, man, I'm just doing it. Like in my twenties, thirties, I was all worried about that. Now I'm just like living today, man. Like I might walk, I, I drive, what did I tell you guys? Like 45,000 miles a year in my service van. <laughs> like any given day, a semi could fucking plow into the side of me and I'm gone. So what fucking difference does it make? What legacy I'm going to build in 20 years if I'm not here in two days. So I'm living today. I'm talking about what I'm doing. I'm talking about what I've done because it took me so fucking long to start. But like, that's your legacy. Just, that's your purpose is putting as a content creator for sure, but everybody should do it. Everybody should document their lives for their mm -hmm. heirs or just whoever wants to see it in the future. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's, that's awesome. Um, I, I think a lot of times people put too much thought into purpose. Like you get a little woo woo, like, Oh, what am I supposed to do? But you know, we're all given, we all like certain things. Like I, I like building things. I like working with my hands. I like being around kids and teenagers. I enjoy sports and I've got different skills and talents. We're all given those things. And as, as human beings, you know, we're, 
where I believe in talking with people that we are most fulfilled in life when we are helping other people. So your purpose mm -hmm. is simply taking the things that you like and that you're good at and creating a positive impact on other people. And getting that's paid simple. to do it. <laughs> and getting paid to do it. <laughs> that's yep. a huge, that's a huge part of it. Yes. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, any other thoughts on that? That's, that's all the questions I had written down. What, what comes to mind? What kind of threads can we pull on to, to dive deeper into that? Yeah. Yeah. I think when, I, I think part of the reason that I never really thought about a legacy or whatever, you know, we, we were just too busy surviving for so long that it just didn't matter. You know what I mean? I, all we really, I, not to sound, you know, melodramatic, but I mean, all we really cared about was keeping the electricity on and making sure the phone didn't get disconnected and we had food in the pantry, you know? And all of a sudden when we finally turned a corner, it was like, you know what? I wouldn't mind my kids to remember me as a successful entrepreneur. And I wouldn't mind my kids to have that get up and go and the independence to be able to, you know, change your station in life. You know what I mean? Like, because, you know, I watched an interview with Morgan Freeman the other day and it was really cool. But uh, anyway, he, he was, it was a discussion with him on how, where you're born dictates where you end up in life. And he said, listen, he said, I, I grew up, in a really rough part of the neighborhood. And for anyone who says, because I was born there, I, you know, I can't succeed. He says, there's a bus that leaves there every single day. And uh, I was like, holy shit, that is true. You know, and for me, there was a plane that drove, you know, that flew across the country every single day. And it, and that same plane is there for everybody, but I don't know what, it, I don't know what changed. I don't, I, I don't know what flipped, but from that point on, I was like, you know what? If I can do better, I want my kids to do better too. And I want them to see that. And I want them to be like, oh, shit, you know, I can do that. Right. And it's okay to be independent. And then I want their kids' kids to know that too. Because if I know it, they know it, then hopefully their kids will know it. Right. And then it's like, oh, we got this great big family tree of people who know that they don't have to be stuck somewhere in life. Nice. Nice. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Yeah. So how does that go ahead, Brian? No, no, no. Go ahead. <laughs> I was I was gonna ask another question on top of that. But um, like how with with that in mind, you know, you're coming from a place of just trying to survive. And as you move through life, you know, your stages change, you get to a little bit of a okay, we're we're kind of set, and then maybe you get to a thriving point in your in your later years. Does your method of figuring out what to go into next, does that change or, or is it like, where do you go with that in, in your various stages of life? I'll, I'll read a question that I got recently and, and this might, this is kind of where the whole podcast, this whole idea came out of. Um, I said, how do you narrow down which opportunity to put your efforts into? My current dilemma is I have a million ideas, don't we all? <laughs> a thousand opportunities and the bandwidth and cash to only do two or three, and one really well. Struggling to get myself focused on the one or two that I should put my primary effort and cash into. And then he mentions the political environment and some of that, trying to get things figured out. <laughs> exactly. Uh, that sounds like a bunch of bullshit to me. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> oh my God. You know what? 
pick the one that's going to cost you the least and fucking do it. And if that don't work, do the one that's going to cost you the next least. And I, and I'm not trying to be mean, but like, Oh, we all do it. We all get lost in our own excuses, you know? And there was someone else in the chat the other day that said the same thing. They're like, I have, you know, I am willing to put sweat equity in there and I'm willing to, you know what? Well then put sweat equity into something that makes you some money that allows you to invest in the next opportunity. Mm -hmm. I'm yeah, yeah, because I made excuses for a lot of years and it's just, man, you got me all fired up. I wasn't even supposed to be on here. Today. <laughs> hey, that's great. That's awesome. That's, that's what you're here for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that question, um, I probably would have had an Amy answer reply to that. Kind of just <laughs> how, how it is. <laughs> like, uh, hard, hard love. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's, that's absolutely it. I was thinking when you were talking about that back, you know, cause we struggled that several years ago and when you've got all those ideas, you, like you just got to pick one and you just like, and, and sometimes what you pick is just like, that's going to be the fastest thing. I'm mm. like, get on it, you know, like do don't something. wait. Cause Just I think sometimes you can get so stuck in that uh, analysis paralysis, what they call it. You know, you've got all the ideas yeah. and you're making all the lists and you're comparing things. And you're talking to all the people. And at some point you just need to do the thing. So yeah. Brian's pointing to himself. Why are you pointing to yourself? Two years to figure out how to fucking record a podcast. <laughs> but now you're doing it. Just do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just mean, and I finally, I finally just, said something and now i'm figuring it out as i go and whatever like just start rambling and something will come it'll converge and i'll figure out what works and so yeah just doing it and something that i i had heard i don't remember where it was it was someone talking about starting a youtube it was a youtube channel someone was talking about i really want to start a youtube channel i don't know what to do and and the larger creators that were in this chat said, you are at the perfect spot right now because you are small and nobody's watching you. So just get on there and do it because you're going to totally screw up and nobody's watching you right now because you have no followers or you have your mom is watching you and your kid is watching you, you know, so like get out there, learn how to talk in front of a camera, learn how to, you know, like it's a perfect opportunity to do it now. You're not going to have a million people watching you all at once. And if you do, that's a totally another problem. So I don't know. <laughs> Hey, that's a good problem to have. <laughs> so you yeah, know when somebody says, oh, sorry, sorry, you know when somebody Go says, ahead. I got, I got a million good ideas, but I want to pick the best one. Well, you know what? The cool thing about that is they're all good ideas. So just pick one and fucking do it, right? Like that. That's where it comes down to. I, yeah, I know it's no, not. I mean, pick a, pick a handful know. if you got to If you have yeah. to evaluate, pick like four and put them down and say, boom, boom, boom. One night, you say, in one night, you research how much each one's going to cost, how much time it's going to take, how much time you have, what it's going to give you in return, and what how long it's going to take. You got four choices, and it's just very black and white. Yes, no, no, no. And fucking do it. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think stage of life sometimes plays a little bit into that. This question came from a guy who was retiring from one job and was kind of going off trying to start something on his own. And so he was like, what do I start? I've got all these opportunities. And so, I mean, in that case, it depends. Are you financially set? Well, then you can take a little bit of time to, to build something. But like, like y'all said, 
you know, if you're strapped for cash at that point, just do the thing that's going to bring you the next dollar and, and give him through be- that. Even yeah. better. If you don't have to make money on it, just do one. Yeah. And if you don't exactly. like it, do something else. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's perfect. Like I retirement. I don't even give a shit about retirement because I'm going to be doing the same thing I'm doing now when I'm fucking retired. Cause I Whatever you gotta want. do something. <laughs> Like I'm just doing what I want now. I mean, I have that day job, but I'm, I deal with that. I figure that out. I find a new one when I don't like it anymore. One more thing I would say though, is even like, cause I, I can imagine it's scary retiring. You know what I mean? You're moving and you've got X amount of nest egg that you want to deal with. What, and whether you're 20 years old, starting a new um, venture or you're 65 retired, starting a new venture, don't put all your eggs in one basket that'll save a lot of stress. Cause I was just thinking about that. Cause you asked like, how do you decide once you're established where to go with the next one? And that's one thing like with Becky's daycare, it took a lot of the stress off us because we only used a lot of the extra from my business to get hers, you know? So if it was the only business that we, if that was our first business we launched, it would have been really scary because number one, we wouldn't have had the extra income from my business um and if it failed it failed you know but the cool thing was when she started her daycare was we knew right from day one if this fails we're not owed anything other than the extra money we invested in it right and that's what's cool about starting something that doesn't cost a whole hell of a lot because if when you're done if if something doesn't work out and you move on to the next one the only thing you're out is the time and you haven't taken all that money you were hoping to retire on or hoping to put a down payment on a home and lost it all. So, you know, I, I know I get a little bit carried away and sound like, you know, like do this, do that, but, but it's true. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. Start, you know, if, if you need to invest something, don't, you know, what, 10%, 20%, but, but start small and try two or three things because the chances of three things falling flat are a lot lower than one thing falling flat. So. Yeah. But get one, get one roll. I mean, it really depends on how much time you have. Mm-hmm. I mean, like all my shit that I do is on top of like a 50 hour a week job. So, I mean, I got to really focus on what I have time to do, what's efficient to do and what has the most long-term benefit to me. So that's, that's how I'm deciding now. Like if I was leaving my day job, I was retiring. Like there'd be 400 projects going on all at once. (laughs) I mean, it would, it would be game on like, give me that opportunity. Give me, give me a 70 hour work week to do what I want to do. Lights out. I think that's what Amy and I do now, isn't it? (laughs) I mean, I, I mean, I, yeah, but I mean, I being self-employed or being at home, you, there's so much time in the run of a week, but you still fill it. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, especially in the winter when I'm doing snow, there's so much extra time on top. You know what I mean? Like not always like this winter's a little different, but you know, there's, and I, you know, I'm up early and uh, you know, I go to bed a decent time, but I start early in the morning and I start on my content, you know, and I, I work on it whenever it happens to be. And yeah, we fill our days and that's part of the entrepreneurial mindset, but yeah, it's fun having that freedom. But then sometimes you're like, you know, what do they say when um, when you finally become an adult and you can do whatever you want and all you want to do is sit in your pajamas and go to bed? <laughs> it's like, I can do anything I want. What am I going to do? Well, I guess I'll go to bed. 
you know, no Oreos and pop at you know twelve o'clock at night because it gives me indigestion. <laughs> Bad day. I, I get angry when I don't do something. Like if mm-hmm. I take a day and like I have to, like I force myself to because I'll feel myself getting burned out. I mean, it's like once a month or so, or once every other month, and like I'll take a Sunday and I just I won't do shit, like nothing, just sit, and then. The next morning, I feel like angry. I'm like, "Oh my god, why did I waste 24 hours? This was so horrible." <laughs> Amy, have- you had started in on something a second ago. Uh, I, I think what I was going to say was sometimes when people are having a hard time figuring out, you know, I want to start a YouTube channel, I want to start a website, I want to start this side hustle, whatever. They're really worried about what people are going to think. Mm. I'm really worried about what are people going to think if I start this YouTube channel and I fail, you know, or, it, you know, um, and I guess my answer is always been like, first of all, who cares? You know, who cares what they think? And second of all, the people that are going to razz you the most about failing or, oh, you started a YouTube channel. They're not doing shit. Like they're the people that are sitting on the couch, eating the Cheetos, like, you know, pointing and laughing. They're, they're not. I have never got bad feedback from any but like in the creator groups that i'm in like when i talk to you guys and i've got an idea you're like yeah do that that's awesome and we talk about it and and it's great but that's the kind of community we are and i think building a community like that talking to people like that that that's who you need to surround yourself with if you're if you're with the people who are like oh you shouldn't do that that's stupid you know or you're worried about what they're gonna think that's that's noise don't listen it's yeah Got a question in the chat uh, from Chicken Hawk. He says, how do you know when it's time to move on to the next thing? When is it a lost cause? <laughs> Brian and I talked about that on the weekend. I think we did, didn't we? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. 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 When you're oh, miserable. Let's hear it. <laughs> when you're miserable. Yeah. I mean, When you're working for somebody else, for sure. And, and yourself, too. Yes. Yeah. You, you, you just... I mean, if it's hemorrhaging money, like you, you have to go into something with a plan and like, that's kind of mentioned earlier. And it's not just the first evaluation, like anything you do, you got to constantly reevaluate. Is it worth your time? Is it worth what's, what's our fight? Are we making money doing it? Like in a homestead, it really makes sense to do it once a year because you have a season of everything. So once a year we would have these huge spreadsheets we'd go through and say, how much money did we make on the lane chickens? How much money did we make on the meat chickens? How much money did we make on the turkeys? How much money did we make on the quail on the garden? How much do we want to put in to next year and where are we going to allocate that? So it's, it's a constant evaluation. So when I see that, Oh, wow. Corey doesn't go to the cities anymore. So we don't sell as many eggs at a premium price in the city because we couldn't sell them for jack shit where we lived that all of a sudden the fact that I'm feeding my laying hens, um, organic, no corn, no soy custom blend feed. And I'm, (laughs) I'm selling eggs to the neighbor for $3 a dozen. I'm like, fuck that noise. Like I'm cutting my flock from a hundred to 25. And that was just plain and simple. Now, if 
all of a sudden we had a market for eggs. Like we figured out another market that made sense because she was driving to work anyway. So she was just delivering. She went anyway, twice a week, she would take eggs to different places. So like the gas was already in, like we were primo. So like I could ramp back up. Like I have that skill now. Like I know how to run a flock of, you know, 150 laying hens. I know how to do the math on the feed and everything. But now I have like 12, three-year-old free range that I haven't seen an egg from in like, I don't know, probably six months. I don't, I had to like buy farm eggs from the guy down the road. (laughs) So, but we're leaving. So we've pretty much shut everything down. But yeah, so now I have that skill. Like I can run 10, I can, but I cut and run because, it was hemorrhaging money like it's it's usually obvious if you're doing evaluations regularly on what you're doing and and look at it and say <clears throat> excuse me um are you losing money or are you just not making as much money as you want to yet because that that's a big one like that's what we i know we talked on saturday but but with the daycare with with uh, our other business there it was you know it was making money but it just wasn't making as much as we had hoped yet so that's a whole nother story. But if, if you're hemorrhaging money and you're losing money and you've been doing it for three, six months, whatever it is, then there's a good chance, unless you got venture capital invested in you, that it's time to shut her down and go home. Um, because, yeah, like if, you, if you're going behind, if, if, if you're at least breaking even or, yeah, don't bleed the green, Chicken Hawk says, if you're at least breaking even or if you're making a bit, then you know you can build on that. But if you're losing, then you haven't even made a case for that business yet. And that's probably a good chance to move on. But don't do it forever. Right. Well, and but you have to take into account, too. Do you enjoy it? Like Mm -hmm. if if you're making zero dollars selling eggs, but you get you get your egg, you do your total cost evaluation is with your free eggs and the ones you sell, you break dead zero, like no monetary gain but you really enjoy the fact that you go out of your house every day and walk down and feed the chickens, get some exercise, you know, they kind of make you giggle and they make funny noises and whatever. And you feed them worms and you, um, so you enjoy it. That's worth doing. I mean, maybe like, how much do you enjoy it? Like how much joy do you need in your life? Cause I mean, I got plenty, like I could throw that away. I didn't need that <laughs> because I have enough in other places, but maybe you're just a miserable person and you're like 20 minutes with the chickens every day, like makes your day. So yeah, that's worth it. And I guess I would say, and this is, this is not homesteading. This is not side hustle. Um, when we decided to homeschool, we said we would do it as long as it worked. And when it didn't work for someone, it didn't work for the family. And so when we decided to homeschool, we didn't say it was going to be a forever thing. We just said, we're going to do this till it doesn't work anymore. And it just happened to work the whole time. But there were those times of reevaluation, like we're, we're on the struggle bus right now. So like, do we need to switch up what we're doing and how can we make this work or is this not working anymore? So I think, you know, that, that works here as well. You know, if it's just, if it's not working for so, if something in there isn't working anymore, then you've you've got to look at that. And is that something you can change? Is that something you can remedy, or not? And if you can't, and it's it's making you miserable, or it's causing big issues, then it's it's time to move on. That's a good yeah, point. I think, yeah, exactly. That's that's where I was going to go with that too. Is like sometimes you just got to reevaluate. It might be 
you know, the venture that you're going into or whatever you're considering, maybe your process isn't working. And if you reevaluate and approach it from a different direction, that might make all the difference for you. But I mean, ultimately you, you can only decide when it's a lost cause or not. Like Tim was saying, if you're bleeding the green, then yeah, give it up. But if it's something that just take, for instance, I, I have a podcast for teenagers and you know, I don't do much. I don't do any marketing or anything like that on it. So I really haven't seen any growth from it. And I'm at 130 something episodes, I think. And so I'm at the point where I enjoy it. I like putting the message out for teens to try to help them create the life they want to live, but it's not really accomplishing the purpose that I set out to do. So I'm, I'm at the point where I'm having to reevaluate, is it worth it for me to put my time into that? Or can I approach helping teens from a different direction. You know, maybe not scrap the whole idea. It's it's a side thing. So, you know, my day job is construction and that's what gets my effort. That's what gets, you know, most of my focus. And so it's, yeah, it's a process. I'm still learning. (laughs) If you're part of the question, I didn't know if it was just something that you did for, for you and you, you just put out there just in case somebody wanted to hear it. Like a lot of people did when blogging was a thing, they just wanted to write their diary online and they mm-hmm. didn't care if anybody read it or not. It was more for them. Or, I mean, if you want to make it happen, I mean, let's, let's you, talk. you got some let's people talk. here. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's yeah. Brainstorm guys. Yeah. This is, there you it, go. Well, maybe maybe we need to have another podcast or another group chat about how to how to get your stuff out there to the right people. So I know I know another guy. One? I know another guy, and, and you talked to him recently. That yeah, we'll have a conversation. We'll figure there your you shit out. Okay. <laughs> well, guys, anything else? Like what what else comes to mind on on this topic? If you've got any questions in the chat too, Chicken Hawk's been throwing them out there. Keep keep. Anybody else has any questions? Don't be afraid to ask. We've got some smart people on here. So, yeah, I mean, do your research. I mean, and we we say we say just do it, um, but do it informed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I mean. There, there's a certain level of you have to have a little bit of competency to do something, but there are a lot of things that you can do that don't take much competency. I mean, what Jack, I think Jack talks about the retired guy in his neighborhood that like delivers shit on his trailer and like has he's retired and has almost a full time income doing that, just driving, delivering shit, moving shit for people. Like that doesn't take, I mean, it's driving a truck and loading something onto the back. It's not rocket science, but I mean, if you're setting up, if you're going to set up and dump some money into something, at least look into it and, and evaluate it and do some cost benefit and some, some projections on sales. And or if you're going to be able to sell what you're going to make and like take some time, but don't let that stop you from doing it. Like, don't get in that perpetual cycle of what if, 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 I mean, do a little bit and then go. 
find somebody that'll give you honest feedback too. Cause like Amy said, you know, talking to having someone to talk to is great because <clears throat> you don't want either person. You don't want the one that no matter what you tell them, they say it's a great idea, you know, like the mom figure, because that's, that's as bad as anything. And, but you also don't want somebody super negative, but you need to find those people who will look at your idea and be like, you know what, that's not a bad idea, but what if you did this, you know, because I get a lot of people who are like, I want to start my own business or I want, you know, but they, they, they're very specific and seems like so often people are just set on either they have a skill or something they're passionate about that they want to turn into a business, which is okay. However, the problem is, is that they live in a very rural market where there is literally no demand for the thing they're passionate about or yeah, exactly. Right. Or they want to invest a whole lot of money into turning a hobby into a business, which once again, maybe isn't, you know, you might be able to supplement with that, but to go balls to the wall, that's the only thing you're going to do is not necessarily a good idea, but you got to find that person that can give you honest feedback. And that's tough. And also take that honest feedback. That's something I couldn't do for a long time. I think well, I knew what Brian was saying about, um, I mean, basically you've got to be brave. You got to be brave enough to be like, I'm going to do the thing, but you've got to be smart. You know, you, it, it, it's a balance. You do the thing, but don't, you just got to be smart. That's, that's all it is. <laughs> well, I mean, not as far as like content creating, like just do it, whatever, <laughs> get like, get a camera and a microphone and go for it or, whatever write your blog or take your pictures and put them on instagram i mean it doesn't have to be for monetary gain it can be for like tim said a legacy i mean don't i mean i don't i don't really subscribe to the this is every moment of my life path but you know like my wife takes pictures of the dogs i mean they people get they're happy about that the mm -hmm. the feedback we get from the dogs instagram is phenomenal and the facebook and we have we have a gentleman that takes his phone to show his mom who's in a nursing home the dogs their weekly posts and like he goes once a week and sees his mom and he shows her all the pictures and he writes us about that and that's like that's so cool like we don't make a freaking dime on that shit. Like I've tried to figure out how to monetize Instagram. If anybody knows and you're not a scammer, reach out to me because I mean, I could tell you how to scam people on Instagram because <laughs> holy shit. But if you know how to legitimately turn an Instagram page into some dough, get a hold of me because I'd like to know. But yeah. Sell a product. <laughs> like pictures of the dogs. Like I sell those <laughs> on my website. Nobody wants to buy them. I got them for free on the internet. <laughs> Copy paste. <laughs> it's got to take care of that deal. Yeah. Just, uh, you got to pick something and do it. Just, just go for it. I mean, you, you might not get it right the first time. You might try five, five, 10 different things before you find, you know, that thing that you want to do for the next, 150 years but i mean we're all it's all a process 
you know, you might find the thing that you, that you want to do now. And next year you get bored with it. And that's for myself. If I'm stuck doing the same Three thing over and years. over again, yeah, you, you gotta have, I gotta have that variety. So don't overthink it. Just pick something and do it. And yeah, reval keep constantly evaluating. That's my thoughts on that. So uh, yeah. we've, we've had a lot of great ideas tonight about how to narrow that focus down. Next week, we're chatting about all the ideas for side hustles. Brian, you want to talk a little bit about that? Uh, yeah, I think we got like a full house signed up for next week. I think there's like five of us on, but we're going to kind of go through all our side hustle, um, like, what we've tried, what we've done, what we've really, really failed at, um, any ideas that people have had that they haven't gotten to, um, what works, how you decide, like anything side hustle monetization of, you know, we're, we're a lot of homestead based, um, people except the handyman down there. But, uh, yeah. So like I did homestead the homestead. Is, homestead is like a monetization gold mine i mean it's like everywhere you look it's like dollar signs i mean they might not be big dollar signs maybe they're more like penny signs so like just seeing all those opportunities that's let's talk let's let's throw them out there chicken hawk says damn city people <laughs> you could see my town you would not call me a city person <laughs> city dwellers it is as redneck yeah we i love our town it's it's very small and very very rural but it's it's still a town so i did i did for the record i did the homestead thing for well over a decade we did chickens we did goats we did pigs we did gardens i mean i still do some of it you know but i've just kind of moved on a bit well and you know you you see dollar signs everywhere too i mean i've heard you talk about it like walking down the street going like I could haul that or I could fix that guy's light. I mean, like you, know you see, you see, you see the world like I do. Like I look around and people see a pile of rabbit shit and I'm like, Holy shit. I could make money four times, uh, four different ways with that pile of shit. It's just, you look at the world different. When I first got laid off from the oil patch is when I, I don't know things change a little bit. I remember like in Alberta, it's, you know, people, it's really funny, but people don't, it's a pretty clean province. Like as far as the roads go, you know, people don't litter except for beverage containers. Everything that somebody drinks goes out the window and we have like, they're like 10 cents a bottle for deposits, you know? And in the spring when the, we don't really have ditches, we have slopes on the side of the highway. So I built myself, um, look like a basketball hoop with a tarp and I had a gunsling that I put over my shoulder and I bought for $3, a bunch of those grabbers from the dollar tree. And I would walk along and I would fill a garbage bag. I would tie it off and then I'd set it there and I would keep going and I could make $30 an hour in the spring collecting bottles on the side of the road. And I did that. And I walked, let me see, probably 40 kilometers from my house over the span of about four weeks until the supply dried up, you know, but it was just a way I, I turned it into like a gun cabinet. I turned it into a 12 gauge, uh, you know, my, my uh, skeet shooting gun. I turned it into a bunch of things because I had the time and I'm like, let's go do it. Right. That's how we made beer money in college. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
we would collect all the bottles like all the other kids would throw them in the dumpster and shit oh. we're like fuck oh, we'd grab garbage bags fill them full of the bottles take them back and we're like we'd drink good beer until we all ran out of money and then we would like cash in the bottle fund and buy like the dirt crap like schlitz and uh yeah so that's that was our beer money gig <laughs> That's great. I think we're getting into your topic next week I there. Know. So <laughs> those are those are awesome ideas. I can't wait to hear what comes out of next week's <laughs> fireside chat. So before we wrap it up, uh, I think we've all podcast. Where can people find you? Me? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> uh, the lothproject.com. Uh, all my contacts there. And uh, you can find me on Float and Telegram and, you know, all the places i'm kind of posting on facebook just to see if anybody would come over and see me other places so um yeah the lots project.com yep toolmantim.co co that's the easiest place uh, you can find me just about everywhere lately but there's something on the go um yeah uh check out the youtube channel and the workshop podcast and all your podcatchers that's kind of where where i'm at right now and yeah so check it out i'd appreciate it i am at a farmers kind of life.com and i have a weekly podcast which comes out on tuesdays uh so this morning it came out um next week is next week february already or is there another week there's another i don't know whatever in february, february in february I, i'm going to two episodes a week the first uh, episode of the week is going to be just me, like normal. And the second episode of the week on Thursdays will be interviews. So looking forward to that. Interviews are awesome. fun. They are fun. Yeah. <laughs> okay, guys, you can find me at KennethEsh.com and the Constructive Liberty Podcast. Check that out. Do one episode a week. What's the other one? What's the other podcast? Make the sure the Teen you talk Catalyst, about it. <laughs> the yes. Teen Catalyst podcast as well. <laughs> there we go. Thanks for that. And of course, this is Fireside Freedom Conversations. You can find us at firesidefreedoms.net. Share it with all your friends. We're all trying to get more freedom in life. Do good work. <laughs> <laughs>